Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Do you like being in the zone with us? The zone? He was already saying he liked it. You were not in here with us. Oh, okay. Yeah. He said it's very crisp. It's very crisp. (laughs) (laughs) It's like walking on dried leaves. That's probably why people love playing video games with other people. You're just like in a universe with each other. Are you a video game guy? I used to be. I used to like like Minecraft, Skyrim, Assassin's Creed. Damn. That stuff. Way after our time. Way after our time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you guys are 42. I'm 24. No way. You're 24? Yeah. Almost half Sean's age. Bro, I could be your daddy. (laughs) You could be his daddy. (laughs) What is it, 18-year difference? Yeah. yeah, yeah. My mom had me when she was at nineteen. So really, oh wow. So your mom's my age. Yeah. <laughs> oh my I'm hanging out with everybody that's like my mom's age. My, my We're cooler. God, that is so fucking yeah. funny, man. I wow. can't. I can't tell whether it's you guys are younger or I'm older. In a little, spirit. A little bit of both. both. I yeah. think it's a little bit of both. You seem post Saturn return to me. Post Saturn. Uh, so your Saturn return will be like when you're like thirty, right? It's like twenty-seven to thirty. Yeah, it starts mm. happening. 27 to 30 and it's like it really it's a demarcation of like uh growing the fuck up i don't know 24 you're blissfully ignorant of your saturn returns coming and then around yeah. 26 you're like oh shit starts like, what's going sh- on stuff and feel weird and yeah. then you realize there's like a next chapter that you have to jump into and there's like a little bit of time that you like navigate who this person's gonna be at the next chapter this that growing pains that makes sense 27 7 2 9 Nine yeah. to finishing number. Yeah. You start with a one. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, it actually gives me such a hope that you're 24. Because, yeah. like, you're you're so musically accomplished already. Thank you. And, like, uh, so confident. I, I just, I love seeing a player who, like, you know, when we, when we were jamming the other day, like, you'll just go in there and hop on any instrument. You'll hop in whatever anyone's playing. And that's why I thought you were older, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a rookie mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's interesting confidence in music because I never you know I wasn't always confident. Mm. I was more arrogant than I was confident as a younger as a younger man. Mm-hmm. And then I went through like the hero's return and you mm. know Exodus and all this stuff, and I stopped looking outside for the confidence. Like, oh, how many how many people are looking at me playing and are like busting a nut? Yeah. Versus, like, <laughs> how do I feel playing? And am I busting that? Mm. You know, that's what Santana says. Or like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does. He's like, you gotta like be getting yourself off it's while true. you're playing. It's true. I, that's well, the best policy. You should set the scene for how we know Larian and like how we met and all that stuff. Um, we met Larian through our friend Daniel Fresco, our drummer, mm-hmm. and a dear friend who's been on the podcast a few times. And we were filming for Wild Magic. We told Daniel we wanted to film him playing drums for Wild Magic, and he was like, "Let's do it in Washington Square Park. I'll get my boy Larian." And uh, man, it was awesome. We showed up. Our our first meeting was on camera. Oh, we were already we were talking to Daniel, and the camera was yeah. rolling. And then you rolled up, and Cass just like panned over to you, and we just yeah. started. And you were like just in a deep flow right away without even you didn't even ask any questions like what are you doing what is this for what is this all about why are you pointing a camera and a microphone at me you just went into your flow and uh then just tore the house down at washington square park like you guys started a fucking park-wide party is that how it is every time you get out there most of the time washington square they they end up it's interesting man new york is such an interesting place like Mm -hmm. there's there are so many people that are disconnected there's people that are on the fence. 
there are people that are on the opposite side of the polar, which is like a fear and guilt and all that. And then mm-hmm. there's people that are like moving towards the five D and like the love and like the tr- self trust. Mm-hmm. So like when you show up to those spaces, there's so many side quests. It's like Skyrim almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like hey, do you want to talk about toothpaste? Hey, do you want to talk about acne? Hey, do you want to talk about? You do you want to hold a parrot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to pet my baby? It's not yeah. even mine. Yeah, exactly. It's like all these different things. <laughs> yeah. And so when you pop out with your with your friends, your collective, you set a set up prayer and you open a portal, then the half of the park becomes a stage. Because mm. I think we've bust there four times now, including when we met Daniel. Yeah. All four times there was like. 200 plus people just yeah. standing there it drops the the park guards and saying i love it yeah i i would like to me i mean i've been living in new york city since 2004 and the only place that's like that is washington square park to me yeah. slight slightly kind of like that is Tompkins square park in terms of just like authenticity like you go there and you're like this is this is what New York City is. These are these are the real ones. I don't know where they live or how they sustain their lives here. They live in Queens. Oh, okay. <laughs> in Queens and Brooklyn. Yeah, in the Bronx. They just commute in to be freaks together. Yeah, that's that's exactly Washington Square Park. That's that's the portal energy. People just come from all boroughs to be weird. Yeah, and it's great. Yeah, that's how we met, and uh, you totally blew us away. You know, they, yeah. the the fountain was going off behind you guys, and rainbows, and it was just yeah, and then. You yeah. had, you had a mic. So, or I think Daniel brought a mic, and different people were coming in and singing. Yeah. And you guys held such like a solid groove. I mean, it's uh, one thing probably to do it on guitar, but Daniel to hold a drum. Oh. I mean, I don't know if you've worked, oh. uh, collaborated with many people who can hold a vibe as yeah. long and sustained and powerfully as that. <laughs> yeah, Daniel is definitely like one of the top four drummers that I've played with in my. 57 years of 24 (laughs) (laughs) and it's like he he's one of those drummers that understands the silence is more important than the notes yeah yeah and that's that's super important yeah you're i don't know who your influences are but when you started playing that day i started thinking of like john frusciante right away interesting interesting i don't know why that hit me like that john frusciante's a he's a he's a fabulous guitar player yeah he's a just fabulous guy i have so many influences um but the main influence is myself yes you know i can listen to all these different genres from like out-of-pocket stuff like iranian 60s and 70s psychedelic rock hell yeah to turkish uh 80s 90s rock to like hip-hop from the 90s to like 50s bebop and jazz and elvis and all that and it's all different but it's all the same Mm. you know it's all different it's all the same because it comes from the same place Mm. you know so when i'm playing guitar and i I could play a lick that sounds like a hendrix they could be like oh yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. how do you play guitar with your teeth (laughs) i'm like he got it from the same place and i'm getting it Mm. from the source yeah so it's like you just got to be open to like getting weird with it yeah you know yeah. And it's like, if I sound like shit, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's jazz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's jazz. jazz. If I mess up, it's jazz. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're we're definitely that kind of audience. Like, we, we call it uh, getting brown. You know, ah, I like that, know. getting brown. Oh, yeah. Sean After was like, does Larian know about ween? Because if he doesn't, I really want to get him into ween. Do yeah. you know about ween? Ween? Nah. Oh, 
yeah, it's a band uh, that I think you'll love. And, and and I think if you like Daniel them, you'll them, so. love them. Yeah, yeah. Send them over, man. Yeah, oh, I'll, yeah. I'll send you over a critical playlist. I'll send you over the playlist that changed my world. That's I thought I was done finding new music. Oh. And because Ween's been around my whole life, and I was just like, Ugh, I don't want to hear about it. I don't, you know. And then someone's like, you really, based on your taste, I really think you'd love this. And I really gave it a listen. And uh, it's been an obsession now for us for five years. Nice. I would love to receive a critical playlist. Yes. Crucial. That's my love language. (laughs) (laughs) Sean's too. So you're self-taught. That's what impressed me so much. Yeah. Uh, How did you do that? Well, I mean, you're asking me to put 15 years into (laughs) it. So I started playing piano when I was a child. Okay. I fucking hated it. Yeah. Because, you know, coming from a Russian family, they want you to play the piano and they want you to play a nice classical song. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I want to play guitar. I've been playing Guitar Hero for uh, for a while. A okay. while. And so so that can translate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so the Guitar Hero was something that i was like yo i want to do this like this is fun to me and i was Mm. you know because of the guitar i was like doing it yeah and so i realized since before i even started playing guitar hero which was around like when i was eight or nine that i i wanted to play music i I, even even as a baby you could see myself with pictures of like headphones and shit listening to music but i i forgot what the fuck i was saying Guitar Hero, um, just that trend. Guitar Hero, yeah. So what I would do is I would get like the Science Fair project boards. I would get my mommy to buy them for me when I was yeah, a child. Yeah. And I would cut out guitars from that and color them. And then I would like mime to my favorite bands. You were doing some manifestation techniques. I was. I was. <laughs> Whoa. I was doing like, I was like aerosmith and all this stuff to like the fucking the paper and all this looking myself in the mirror and all that (laughs) and yeah it just that that was more of like an egoic like i want it i see that i want it i desire it because i know it's meant for me Mm. and because i desire it so much it will be so it's like both both type of thing Mm. but as i got older i realized that the music the instrument was really more of like a a personal friend. Mm-hmm. It was like a roadway into the into the heart. Wow. When did you when do you think you got tapped in or tuned into like that it's not you that's producing it that you're more tapping into uh, something? See, there's always an there was always an inner knowing that when I'm tapping into it was like imagine like a laser like focus and you could see past the clouds and so the clouds were like oh i sound so good i sound so fucking good Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) and and then the bottom of the clouds is like it just it's that mystical like it is like this is like you're growing like there was like a a, a knowledge of like well this is expanding it's bigger than you because there would be times when i'd mess up and i'm like fuck you know but there would be times when i'm like good i'm like fuck and so I realized it didn't it, it didn't involve me. Mm. And so when I started to kind of get tapped into the essence of like, well, I'm not playing an instrument. I'm not even creating this music. Mm. It's coming through me and I'm the instrument being played that's mm. playing an instrument. Mm. So around, I would say around when I was 22, 22, yeah. That's when I really 
really started to become conscious of the fact that I was a spiritual being and I was having spiritual experiences before I even knew what these classifications and things through were. music yeah wow. yeah because the quickest way to god is through art mm. it's it'll take you straight in because yeah. it's not it's coming out of you but the illusion and the the downfall is when you mistake that it's coming from you and you're doing it you're right mm -hmm. you know yeah, it definitely lets you like loosen up a little bit when you're like I want to see where my, like, with visual art, where my pen goes, because then I can, like, reflect and look back at this and be like, whoa, I didn't even see this. And then you get to be yeah. the observer of something. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if you, like, have that experience listening back of, like, mm -hmm. um, hearing things. Kind of like a tarot deck or any sort of reflection where you're like, oh, I can, through my own perceptual lens, I can attribute meaning to mm -hmm. what I create after the fact rather than before the fact the, the only time i've ever tapped into it because i'm not proficient enough at an instrument is like you got a heartbeat right yeah yeah <laughs> i hope so yeah. <laughs> I, I i can I, the only time i can remember tapping into something like what you're saying is uh, <coughs> when i have to give like some sort of impassioned speech and it's mm -hmm. like out of nowhere like you know my dad does something or my mom or there's a you know an in-house argument about politics and worldviews and stuff like that and all of a sudden these words start flowing out and afterwards i'll be like who the fuck was that mm -hmm. i i don't even know what i was just saying yeah like i did i didn't even know the stuff i was saying yeah. and uh yeah i was like that can't that, that can come from somewhere else i feel like we can kind of tap into it with filmmaking when we're like that day we we're we were filming you guys felt like that to me i was like they're ripping on their instruments, but we're kind of ripping on ours right now. Yeah. Like everybody's talking to us. Everybody's yeah. giving us like something so beautiful and it felt, it felt beyond us. And yeah. that's how the films feel in, in truth. When we finish them, I'm like, I don't know who made those. I always say it's some yeah. other version of us, but yeah. I, I think that's like the most, uh, like you're saying it's, uh, it's the fastest path to God is through art. It's also the most mm -hmm. sustainable one. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's why people get, really uh caught up and addicted to psychedelics because that seems like the fastest path yeah. but it's not sustainable it's like it's like playing whack-a-mole with god it's well think about it like this when you take a psychedelic you experience visual hallucinate you know visual yeah. states of awareness you experience auditory states of awareness you're you're taking in music and mm. art just in a different way yeah it's just an artificial way in a way Mm. where like you can sit down with your guitar and you can strum it and you can go ah what a nice e chord yeah where <laughs> you can just take a psychedelic and sit there and go wow i did not know the e chord had 57 <laughs> notes between all the fucking notes <laughs> you know and there's it's kind of like we, we were talking about like with with uh the plant medicine and marijuana yeah you yeah. know like you you smoke more because not you but like yeah, 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 yeah you smoke more because you're doing it with your friends mm -hmm. and then when you're alone and you miss your friends you smoke yeah and it's a cycle yeah and so same thing with the psychedelics mm -hmm. not the psychedelics isn't bad mm -hmm. the psychedelics isn't bad it's just the awareness in which you're coming through to that yeah with because the psychedelic will open the door of like, oh shit! I, like, if you're looking, if you're used to looking three feet in front of you, mm. it's like, are you aware that there's four feet of things in front of you, five feet? Whereas, like, the psychedelic isn't doing anything. It's it's the consciousness. Mm. It's not. 
the mm-hmm. plant or anything. It's just opening the door. It's kind of like a gateway drug into like just knowing that altered state of consciousness. Like you know it from, you know, getting drunk or whatever, that there's such a thing as altered states of consciousness. But I think until you do psychedelics, sometimes it's hard to have a feeling of consciousness yeah. itself. Yeah. Like, oh shit, we're conscious. Yeah. You know, there. Yeah. we had a friend being like, tell me about this consciousness thing. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, hmm. Tell me yeah. about myself. Well, it makes me think, uh, you know, a, a phrase that pops into my head, yeah. and it's so, such a simple, silly one, is uh, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And I feel like yeah. it, psychedelic starts to reveal like, oh, whoa, there's a, there's a lot more territory than I previously yeah. had access to. And it can be, it can be terrifying. It can be completely terrifying or it can be yeah. liberating like it was for us. Like, oh, we don't have to be in this kind of path. We can be. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely, psychedelics are definitely the, I don't know if it's the cheapest, but it's like the easiest. Because I, I mean, I think of like breath work. Breath work mm-hmm. is work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you do breath work, it can take you to some insane states, but it's work mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. And, um, but I, after we got into meditation shortly after, taking psychedelics for the first time because we just all of a sudden had a reverence Mm. for our consciousness of like Mm. i I didn't know what i didn't know and then i knew and like we 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 took mushrooms for the first time and i remember just being like cass what what was that and like how how do we do that and so she just signed us up for tm and we do that every day it's like one of many things we do but that's like the most consistent thing we've done for the past 10 years we just like i'm gonna just i'm just thinking away my life like, yeah. it's not like you don't yeah. think, but meditation at least gives you a break from it where you're like, oh, I can at least watch myself think, you know, yeah. and not be so invested or serious about it. It's like a third person view almost mm-hmm. of, of it all. Mm-hmm. The body listens to the mind. The mind is stronger than the body. The consciousness is stronger than the mind. Mm. And then the overall consciousness is connected to the consciousness. So in our society, we're taught to just be in the physical beings. Oh, you're getting old. You're getting ugly. Buy some makeup. Mm. You're getting old, buy some Viagra. You're getting, you're ugly, buy some this and that. You know, it's it's all physical. Yeah. And we're getting to this point in, in Earth's development and as conscious beings where we understand that there is more than what we see, than what matters. Mm. We There's more yeah. than what matters, yeah. right? Than the matter. There's more than matter. Yeah. yeah. More matters than matter. Or we were yeah. up at um, Alex Gray's place, uh, Chapel of Sacred Mirrors, Cosmos, nice. the nice. other day, and it was our first time getting to see the the Sacred Mirrors paintings in person, and they're they're, they're life size, like the, all the figures are my size, mm. and they're all standing there. And at first, it you know it it shows like the Skeletor, the the, the what is it called the your skeleton the skeleton system and then it's skeletor. like skeletor <laughs> skeletor yeah i love skeletor he's one of the best at first it shows your skeletor being and then it shows like you know your veins vein, and your nervous yeah. system and everything but then it goes and then it shows like your you know your the energy system mm. that surrounds energy you bodies and, and you stand yeah. in front of this and like you're like damn that's around me right mm-hmm. now yeah and it, we take it f- so for granted yeah and, and and ignore it and don't we don't nurture that thing and like a lot of people are really good at like taking care of this thing but they don't mind that thing yeah. and that's that's what i think what you're saying about music and what i'm saying about filmmaking and flow states i guess yeah. they get you there well for me there's a challenge of you know there's a challenge of taking care of my body because i'm not used to being in one yeah 
You're just getting used to this thing. I'm getting used to it. And 24? I You've I barely been here. I haven't been here in thousands of years. Really? You took a break. Yeah. <laughs> I came back because I chose to come back, not because I had to. Hell yeah. And so, you know, it, there's a lot of, like, taking care of this, remembering that this is delivering me mm. to places to be Larian in the body. But I noticed that when I take care of this, this yeah. is taken care of. Yeah. And the mind is silent mm -hmm. because when you when you realize that the mind is stronger than the body and the consciousness, the awareness is stronger than the mind, then you go to the boss. Yeah. And the rest get taken care of. Yeah. But then again, I also had a cold this last week. That's so. true. Yeah, <laughs> but like, colds can be psychedelic, man. They are. They're, they're very really, humbling. They're yeah. humbling. Yeah. Uh, you know. And they're they're they increase your <coughs> any sort of thing that makes things difficult increases your compassion for other people yes. who are suffering in a different way. So you're just like, it's like girls with their period every month. They're mm. like, God, this is such a bitch. But it really gr it's grounding because it's like yeah. going through pain is that experience. In that a way, I wish I had you. a monthly thing like that to remind me because like. Like, I don't think about being sick or or I don't think about how great it is to not be sick until I'm sick. Mm. And I'm like, how do I, honor, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you just went through this, you know, like, like yeah. you're saying, I haven't been sick in like seven months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you get sick and you're like humbled and yeah. you're like, God damn, my regular state of being is fucking rad. And I just, you know, I throw away days and I, yeah. I think like shit half the fucking time and, you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, you know, women, they are such powerful beings, and they go through the monthly cycle, and it's, it truly, they're like the physical embodiment of, like, nature, in yeah. a way. Mm. Like, the luteal phase. The yeah, all the seasons of their phases every, every one or two weeks, I believe it is. One, I'm, I don't have a uterus. You have, like, four four week phases four that's weeks. there's different phases so yeah. i'm not gonna seasons. do I'm, i wouldn't be able to give a good education on the it's like female the seasons, menses the seasons, yeah. wow damn but i it was fun to tap it when i finally tapped into it where i was like oh the first week after my period is like i'm the most energetic so it's like a great time to get all the stuff done yeah exactly yeah. like don't waste this and like get my ass moving like i and think about when that comes that that burst of energy comes right on the other side of when you were debilitated so mm. when you're debilitated is a good time to like be like i'm thankful yeah. i here's what i want to do when i do have the energy again mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah that's that's magical but you know even even you my brother and i we have women the feminine consciousness and feminine in us yeah so we go through our own phase in mm. a way where we'll have periods of lower testosterone. Really? Yeah. Wow. During the months. It's not as intense. I think we're on the same cycle. You might be. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I do be. think we're on the same cycle because like she'll start getting PMSy, and yeah. I'll feel like, yeah, I'm not really in it, in the best place either. Yeah. I don't have an excuse, but you, maybe you, I do. I'm your closest reflection and I'm kind of being a yeah. bitch, you know? Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no, it's true. Doing your best. <laughs> no. Cass couldn't, it, she, when, when she says she's a bitch, it's like, it's, it's a bad, it, it's a terrible word for her to use about herself because she doesn't have access to like what a real bitch is. We've dealt with real bitches, you know, mm. you're, you're, I not, have access to it. You, yeah. But you, I don't know. You're just not yeah. like that. You're, you're mine, not, mine more is like, I'm at the disregard or pain something. in the ass, like not present more. Yeah, it's not a, like a bitch at all. Cause you're, you're too mindful. You're way too aware to like go 
that far. Yeah. I, I don't know you when you're on your period, <laughs> but I, I, I think bitches are inconveniences, and I don't think you're an inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that's a great way to put it. Um, yeah. Man, yeah, that's funny. Art is a... Uh, so you've... You're, you, at a 24, you've decided, like, you've devoted yourself. You're like, art is my path, my passion, my... Yeah. Oh, I've realized, because there's there have been many... You know, there are many paths that lead to the same top of the mountain, the mm-hmm. summit. And so when I would take another path, whether it be like real estate or business or hypnosis or psychology or metaphysics or writing or anything, literally, I realized that when I would go down those paths and even though I would be good at them and guided, of course, down those paths, the musical aspect, the creative aspect would always appear. Mm. In whether it be problem solving or how I speak to people or how I relate to people, you know, like I visit, I'll visit like an open house and be like, damn, this would be a good spot for a DIY. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like it's ingrained in my yeah. in my synapses at this point. But even so, it's in my it's in my charts. All my charts say that I am supposed to do music, art, and teach metaphysics. So oh wow, that's what I do. Damn. Wow. And there's a way to like combine those. They're all combined. Yeah. They're all created by the one. Mm. Yeah. I I was telling someone the other day, our friends, Kellyanne and Michael, you know, like, uh, like I only have a few years on them, but I'm like, what I can deduce, and I think this goes back to the con- the, the conversation about arrogance versus confidence, because I think they can appear yeah. the same way. But like the art is like, I don't know, it's hard to say, like. I am the art mm. and the things I make are the artistic expression, but like, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like switching something. It, it works better for me in my path mm-hmm. is thinking like I am the art. And then, you know, if it, and being art is about seeing the world in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And of course there's going to be expressions of that. Uh, and those, those are the films, you know, those, those are the podcasts, the films, you know, our merch, our, you know, nice. our, the church of chill, all this type right. of stuff. But, um, yeah, like it, it didn't start off like that for me at all, you know, like, and you wouldn't know it by like looking at the projects, but I definitely, when I was younger and I was making these things, it was, I was definitely more filled with arrogance, which is like a hollow form of, uh, of confidence. Yeah. Mm. It's like, it's almost like fruit that's not ripe yet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like the arrogance is there because it's like your body knows something about your abilities and the success you're going to experience and all these things. And it's like you, you're getting ahead of yourself. And then, you know, life humbles you and a lot of things happen and you have your your ups and downs and successes and failures. And something more sustainable replaces that. And that's the ripe fruit. And that's like confidence. And that's something that you can sustain yourself on. And every artist needs uh, tons of to, to keep this going. Yeah. You, know? well, yeah you don't need a lot of machismo and the deeper knowing. And like that kind of confidence. Yeah. And I was, we were even, cause we've been together now. We've known each other 14 years. We've been together. Yeah. Thanks. Yes. Yeah. We've been doing this a long time. But um, when I met him, I was like, yeah, you had a, a real air of confidence. But now that I know you, it's like a truer confidence. And mm. it's like not as much of a, I don't know, a swagger. You know what I yeah. mean? Hear. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. not put on, uh, it's it's more real and deeper because like i don't know at the time you met me i had probably had a couple little successes and that's Mm. what it was based on 
it wasn't based on me knowing who the fuck I am and what I want to do and the message I have for the world. It was based on these couple successes, successes I had. The accolades. Like, uh, yeah, the mm-hmm. accolades. Yeah. And uh, I got off on that stuff at first and then so switched my way of being when we took mushrooms and started meditating nice. that like we won't even submit to film festivals we won't you know we won't even we 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 don't i'm like i i got all that stuff i get it i know what that's about i got to make these for me or i'm not going to make them right so uh yeah we're doing a festival this week but it's like it's (laughs) not something we would we didn't submit to it like our partners did so like we'll go do the thing but now the 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 criticisms and the uh the accolades they go down the same pipe and I think that's a, that's a, help, a healthier place for yeah. me to be as a man doing art for the long term. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And you guys are doing a great job. You know, Sean Cass, you guys. Thanks. For doing you your too. best. Yeah. And that's all that matters. You guys are playing a very important role in the awakening of the new planet. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying. I we're don't know about that, it. but we're sh- trying. We're trying to do it with some humor and grace. Yeah, I mean... You said it best when you said, you know, when you started, you had this, like, this seed almost, right? Yeah. The seed doesn't look the same as the apple tree, mm-hmm. but it comes from the apple, from the seed yeah. and from the apple tree. I feel like you're doing, like, you're 24 and you're already, like, talking about channeling from source. I'm like, God, what is going to be like to know you when you're 42? Yeah. And that, that, that's, that's I'm like. I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. We're, I'm I mean, curious. I think we're a much younger energy because we. We're young. I think we both had to grow up early. We were older 10 years ago. Yeah. And then we just were like, and then when you kind of get a, a tapped into like, oh, consciousness and who's thinking about this and who, mm. who is attributing what they do to them being an instrument, like yeah. what you're talking about, you're just like, oh, it's actually the younger generation mm. who's not like jaded, who's like open, who's. We're the gift of the world. Totally. Yeah. There's three different, you know, the indigo children, the rainbow children, and then the, uh, the crystal children. Well, can you tell us? Do you know the, what the mm-hmm. difference is? My mom always told me I was an indigo child. I, I didn't so know the indigos were born around the 80s and 90s. That's me. And they were basically, there are three waves. Dolores Cannon. Where's the camera? <laughs> Dolores Cannon. I'll make sure we're still recording as long as you do. Yeah. <laughs> Dolores Cannon. Or I'll wait for her, I guess, to come back. No, you could do it. Okay. Dolores Cannon is a wonderful researcher. She's no longer with us on the planet, but she was a wonderful like UFO uh, investigator and hypnosis, QHHT hypnosis, past life regression. She translated like Nostradamus' books uh, uh. through him. Uh, she gave uh, the accounts of one of Jesus' teachers in his college that he went to in Jerusalem called the Essenes. And she basically did a lot of research and through the subconscious, the uh, ETs told her that like there, there's a whole new phase of the earth that is among us. And so there are three waves of volunteers that came. The first wave were in the 60s and 70s, the, the baby boomers. Mm-hmm. After the World War II, the bomb dropped. And the second one was uh, during the 80s and 90s, that kind of stuff. The kids are the people who did the drugs in Ex- a lot of ways. Exactly. <laughs> That's how I thought of Indigo Children as. They, they like, your parents took drugs. <laughs> they basically did take a lot of drugs, but they were here to, like, change the world in terms of, like, shake things up. So the first one, the first generation had it the hardest, right? The baby boomers after the World War Two, everything was like, they were getting mad at Elvis for shaking his fucking pelvis, like mm-hmm. bullshit, yeah. bullshit like that. They were getting drafted into a, an unjust war. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? So when the bomb exploded, that's when the ETs were like, that's not supposed to happen here. 
Mm. We got to send down some volunteers. Yeah, and we can't interfere with the developing civilization. We can only destroy them, mm. or if it gets too late, or we can go within and have them change. And so they had a bunch of volunteers. They had a call basically over the the the, the conscious spectrum of a cosmic Zoom call. Like, exactly. Like, everybody, everyone, get on. This everybody thing. got on, and they were like, "Who wants to volunteer?" And a lot of people volunteered. A lot, a of, lot of people were like, "I don't want to have anything to do with this." Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people were like, "Fuck that! Fuck yeah. this ghetto ass planet! Yeah, I'm yeah. not going back there." Yeah. And so the ones that did come back are really like revered in the other in the other plane because they were like wow that takes courage to to have to fucking go back to that place mm-hmm. and like actually spread light and awareness rather than fear and guilt mm. that's what separates the old and the new earth fear and guilt versus love and compassion mm. so the indigo children are the ones the last wave of the three and the indigo children are here literally indigo right crystal rainbow they're part of one group of volunteers mm-hmm. they're supposed to change up the the social setting and the, the like the global setting in terms of like wow. well we're not gonna do this anymore we're not gonna work seven days a week anymore we're not gonna work come 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 to work and we're not gonna do this and that we're gonna take care of ourselves we're gonna meditate we're gonna build airbnbs and do <laughs> we're gonna do yeah. drugs and have fun yeah 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 you know like taking people out of the density mm-hmm. that has been here for a long time on this planet because of the enslavement of the race of people mm. through the reptilian yeah and they, 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 then the beetles come along then the beetles come along <laughs> you know and they, yeah. they start saving us yeah they they start saying like there's a different way there's yeah. a different vibration and here's what it sounds like and yeah. fucking uh, humanity's probably never been turned on in that way before no. that many people all no. turned on at the same time because of a song yeah crazy because of a shitty black and white fucking ed sullivan show that yeah, got blasted yeah, yeah. out to everybody like changed yeah. human consciousness mm-hmm. and gave us uh people like jerry garcia and santana like yeah, yeah. The, all these people were able to say i'm one of them i mm-hmm. want to do that and like it almost like it awoke yeah. in the volunteers that were exactly. here already exactly you know uh yeah i mean that that's what that's what ramdas used to say about uh, george harrison and jerry garcia that they're bodhisattvas that they came here for one more pass to, for us yeah you know yeah. and uh it's super commendable for sure it's hard work it's it's definitely it's hard work it's definitely hard work but it's when you come into this body not because you have to out of reincarnation mm-hmm. you kind of know the the price of what you're paying to come back in and you it's like when christ was crucified before he came in the only reason why christ was the most powerful being in that era was because he didn't forget when he was born yeah yeah and so when you come into that form and you're like this is going to be terrible these people are going to be fucking ghetto they're not going to like me they're going to probably going to be very fearful and, and hateful and very you know all these things but i love them and I'm willing to sacrifice mm. that those aspects to see the whole come mm. up because you see that they're a part of you and you're a part of them. Like, yeah. Even now we're related. We're we can Moses. We can. Yeah. We're related to Moses because we came from him. Mm. You know, and we're. It's so fascinating when you like take that approach to like what you were saying of like. You know, like there's different ways of 
looking at something to make it flow a little better for yourself. Mm. And so like you can, if you see that you're all coming from the same source, you can, you can allow yourself to do anything you want. Yeah. Like I can play like Hendrix. I can play like Jerry Garcia. I can mm. play like Lennon or Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. It can kind of be an antidote to the limiting beliefs. Yeah. I, and I love the way you even frame that by saying allow yourself, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, because it's already, it's already in you. It's yeah. like, l- let it flow. Let it it's flow like valid. they did. It's all valid. Yeah. It's all valid. Yeah. Jesus just didn't forget whatever that chemical thing that gets released that makes us all have amnesia. Yeah. He just didn't, he didn't get that. He didn't have that. Yeah. Well, he didn't have it, but he, you know, he knew what he was going into and he never like once claimed that he healed anybody. Mm. He said, your faith healed you. Mm. Meaning you can do what I did and better. Yeah. More. He was just kind of like, when you walk in through the door, if you keep the key, you're a cunt. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. if you walk in through the door and you pass the key on to your homies or to anybody behind you, then you're doing the right thing. Yeah. You're walking through the door. Mm. Life is about how many keys do you have at the end of your life. But most people think that it's about how many keys do I stash, but it's really like how few keys do you have. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, like... uh love over fear you know this it's like a very i was reading today about um have you heard of uh Watiko? is that how you pronounce it um it's an algonquin term for um basically negative like i could give a, a contagious yeah, come on. lay it out yeah. it's a podcast yeah. sure it, it, Watiko in, in a nutshell a contagious psycho-spiritual disease of the soul is currently being acted on in mass on the world stage via an insidious collective psychosis of titanic proportions. The mind mm. virus, which Native Americans have called Watiko, covertly operates through the unconscious blind spots in the human psyche, rendering people oblivious to their own madness and compelling them to act against their own best interest. Watiko wow. is a psychosis in the true sense of the word, a sickness of the spirit. Watiko covertly influences our perceptions so as to act itself out through us while simultaneously hiding itself from being seen. Wow. And then it goes on to talk about how like Watiko's not outside of you because it's not like, Oh, those people have it Watiko. You know what I mean? It's like, it's in us yeah. and it, and it gets activated our sickness of spirit. That exactly what you're talking about is to like have the key and not keep the door open for someone behind you yeah. or to not feel the abundance of that. There is enough. Or to feel like, oh, my race is superior. Therefore, this race needs to be ethnically cleansed. There's nothing superior about ethnic cleansing. (laughs) You know, this like what I feel is like a superiority of heart that we hope that we can all tap into and remember because we all forget it because we all participate in what this life is, Mm. you know, and we're in the state of consciousness that we're all sharing in. But um. Yeah, it was interesting to put like a term to it, and I'm yeah. I'm curious to read more about. I was just calling it white. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought that's what white people are. Uh, it's an <laughs> interracial thing. It I is. All it races is. I, I, th- have I it. think you know the last few generations of of white European Europeans have been uh, had a proclivity towards this disease or whatever it is, whatever you want to call it. That you know that's the colonizer mindset is what you just described. Yeah. No, it goes on in depth to talk about exactly that like the colonizer mindset of uh it's it's insatiable greed yeah Yeah. you know and and i think a lot of us when we recognize it can feel like the world is so upside down and like how is it possible that 
rich people aren't rich enough or whatever it is and then you realize like okay it's not outside of us so how do we yeah yeah how do we it, it's a lower form of consciousness like I, yeah. I i it was such a synchronicity i saw you post uh the, the consciousness yeah map, dr right? david I was hawkins about it, yeah. I, I like i love hawkins i never even met anyone else that knows who he is i've, met, I've read that book three times my guy it fucking oh. changed my life damn well because i've tried to bring him up on here before and like no oh. one knows what i'm talking about and i'm like bring it's it. so hard to describe yeah. but yeah, these are like these are lower these are lower forms of consciousness and Force. Uh, yeah. Well, and it's fear, and it's and that's where I think those who are most vulnerable to fear or are those who have been hurt, including myself. When I'm hurt, mm -hmm. I'm most vulnerable to fear. When I feel attacked, I'm most vulnerable to attack. Like you right. know what I mean? Like I don't when Sean comes at me or I come at him like. The idea is that we could transmute the energy and not attack back, but it's really hard in that state. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's like this virus that's also contagious, Yeah, you know, and you think it's outside of you. And Yeah, all you have to do is just like microcosm it for yourself mm -hmm. and, and just think about like when we really start getting tangled up, it's you're being defensive and mm -hmm. it's very hard to to penetrate that. And like imagine civilizations doing that. We're seeing it happen, you yeah. know, yeah. and and it. uh yeah, to to reside in that form of consciousness is, I think, uh, not a good thing for people at whole. No, you know? it's it's disease. Yes, yeah. it's disease. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna pull up that map of consciousness. Oh, that thing is gonna make me come. come yeah, back. here we go. <laughs> These, yeah, they got the different levels, and he does it like it goes from zero to with uh, to one thousand. Yeah. From uh, shame to enlightenment. From shame to enlightenment. So it goes shame, guilt, apathy. We're going up. Shame, guilt, apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, Jeez. willingness, <laughs> acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, and finally, enlightenment. Mm. And he has, you know, there's numbers ascribed to each one of these yep. and the predominant emotional state that goes along with it, the view of life that goes along with it, the God view and the process. Like for instance, shame, that's that uh, the energy log is at a 20. The predominant emo emotional state is humiliation. The view of life is miserable. God view, despising process elimination. It's so interesting. Cause it's like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of shame has come up, like comes up a lot of like oh we need a better world how how can i get there without accountability like it, the shame like almost like a shame a yeah. doorway to accountability yeah. but maybe it maybe it is like it's almost like uh where you're like i, I don't know I, it's I don't not know if it's that useful you got to get those numbies up yeah, yeah. We're down in 20 i know i know the 20s the, so i want to just elaborate on one yeah, yeah. Please. Said, the the numbers so for example you said 20 it's not like 20, it's, it's 10 to the 20th power, it, which is the vibrate, vibration, the electronic um, movement of that emotion. So mm. every emotion that is under 10 to the 200th, your muscles will go weak because yes. they're just false. They're, they're anti-life. They're, they're, they're not pro-life. So when you say something that's 200 up or you act or you have an intention muscle will automatically go strong mm -hmm. mm. and so i use that kinesthesiology kinest exact yeah man, come, give me a fucking yeah come on we've <laughs> been through it we've done <laughs> come a on lot man of, we've done a lot of kinesthesiology <laughs> it's it's dude it's when i read that book man it changed my life because i was like holy shit 
I've been gaslit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even look at what I just said. It's so like it, it kind of this is all connecting because the Watiko is the my mm-hmm. desire to feel shame. Like it's so seductive that even when you put shame at the <laughs> yeah. bottom, you're telling me consciously shame is at the bottom energetically. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but, uh, but maybe it, but maybe it's uh, oh, oh, you can wait. only go up from there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, <laughs> you know? that's the love and light syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. No, no. It's it's so it's, it becomes very insidious that yeah. you can get seduced into not what? feeling worthy yeah and then the um yeah so tell us more because everything under 200 so pride to shame is the ego and the ego is it yeah. grows mm-hmm. and so when you're in those levels of like shame shame feeds the ego it gets mm-hmm. a little fatter a little stronger it's like because it's like i i feel bad i'm yeah. bad i i i am a bad person i'm a bad yeah. person you're a bad person and there's there's like you a, should feel bad because you're a bad person i yeah you know it's it's really it's really quite it's like shooting yourself in the fucking foot mm. that's exactly what that was the words with what he goes yeah, yeah it's like you're shooting yourself in the foot because you think that because you're feeling ashamed that you it's manipulation mm-hmm. if i feel ashamed then the other person will think and have will have no other choice but to take pity on me and to give me an easier time mm. oh interesting because i don't feel strong enough and capable enough to deal with whatever it is that I have, I don't have the I don't have the power, the the, the, the logarithmic mm-hmm. electricity power to literally deal with. It's like you're trying to eat mm. a subway foot long with one bite. It's hard to do. It's difficult. Yeah. But one bite at a time, and you'll get there. Mm-hmm. And so that's where shame, guilt, and you gotta. It, it doesn't. You don't just go. And when you get to here, you're you're stuck there. Yeah. Right? You stuck. It's, it goes both ways. It can go that way within a. A minute. <laughs> it does. It does. <laughs> You're like, oh, I feel all these things. It does. So I use quickly. that when I busk. Whenever mm. I'm speaking to um, to people that have authority in the state's eyes, and they're like, you can't play here. Instead of getting mad and frustrated because it's like, who are you to tell me what like I can't do? When you're accused of do. thievery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I got a birth certificate, right, bitch? Yeah, come on. And so when I do this, I'll... I'll greet them from, because uh, I understand. I'm like, okay, you guys are in the, you guys are in the fucking force. They're down here in like the red zone. Yeah, you're like you're <laughs> in the red zone. You hate your job. You you probably they're are in the here green. They're day. in the orange zone of anger. It's, that's think. exactly where they are. Yeah, they're anger, at 150. Pride and anger. But when I come to them with like acceptance and willingness and neutrality, which is higher than them, the power. In a battle of power versus force, coercion versus love, love will always win. Mm. And so I pull them up. What does that look like, though? What do you mean? I mean, you're talking. About, you're you're giving me a great example because you're talking about dealing with a cop. I can't do it. Like I wouldn't know how to do what you're doing. I wouldn't know what it would look like if it was successful. You see them as a person. Yeah. You okay. don't see them as a cop. Mm-hmm. You don't see them on a on a platform. You don't see yourself on a platform. Mm. You see them as a person. You see them as wearing a uniform. They have a wife. They maybe have a husband, whatever. They have kids. They have bills. They, they can have, be reasoned they have bills, with, too. Yeah. yeah. And they all love music. Mm-hmm. We all love music. Music will tame the beast. Yes. And so I learned this in high school because I was never in class. So I would always, I would have the same situations. I'm like, hey, you can't sit, sit out here and play guitar. You got to go to class. I'm like, baby, what's your favorite song? Like, what's your favorite song? I'll play it for you. I'll play it for you. What's your favorite <laughs> genre? You know, and, and that taught me of like, well, wow, these people can be reasoned with. And two, mm. I have the authority and the power yeah. to speak Whoever's to calmer has the authority. Exactly. That's yeah. the way you got to realize exactly. is anyone who can like regulate their own nervous system is the one who's in power. Yeah. I think. 
It's you true. Know? Yeah, it's true. So were you, because you were saying anything below 200, pride and below, that's the survival paradigm. Survival, yeah. And then between courage and reason, 200 to 400 is reason and integrity. That's the mind. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anything above that is the soul. Okay. Spiritual paradigm. Yeah. So we, so if we're either of us getting down low, we just say, come up to the spiritual paradigm. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting. I don't know if that would work. I think it would just bring you down there too. Yes. <laughs> that, that, those kind of tactics. Yeah, I know. That on. doesn't work I think you should just sit and just hold hands and breathe. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you open the gates. Um. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts about the order mm. of it going love, joy, peace, enlightenment? Like joy being above love? No, because joy, love is, love is everything. Love yeah. is everything and then joy is the celebration of love almost. Joy is the feeling of love and the acknowledgement that love is around you mm. and that you are love. Mm. I think because i've i've never been past i don't think the level of like 400 450 sober at least and yeah there's just a difference in there's it's it feels i'll tell you how it feels it feels like you're light lighter 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 as a feather mm. and it feels like everybody knows you yeah and it feels like everything is possible and that everyone is willing and wants to help you even the ones that are on the lower ones. And it's interesting that when you get up to a certain level, right, you can't see past three feet if you don't have glasses that are... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So you can see everybody below you, but not on top. So when You you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, but you know that these people are below. Yeah. You know, you're vibrating. So that creates this vortex of power around you in your auric field of like, well... I can just think of you and impact you in a positive way. Mm. Like I can just look at you, hold it in my mind for a second and let go. And I'll see noticeably you'll, somebody will give you a dollar or mm. like you'll feel smile or you, the gust of wind will blow past you. And that's when the things start to kind of, that's when these experiences start to really open up to you because you've opened up to them. Yeah. 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 Uh, wow. Sharon Salzberg has like, a, she does, uh, has a lot of wonderful books, but, um, there was one on love and I had shared mm-hmm. it with my mom and she had like this experience where, you know, it's very stressful for her to buy clothes. Cause at the time she was whatever, she just was very, str- found it very stressful, but she before like prayed and sent love to the people, the retail workers who were in there mm-hmm. before she went into the store nice. and she had like, she's like, I had the this was her as she was like reading the book telling me like I did what Sharon Salzberg says like I sent love ahead of time and everyone was so nice to me and yep. helped me try on different things and find perfect yep. things and I, I found that like Sean and I do that too we'll like yeah. if we're going in somewhere we'll be like even right before you came in here oh, you know I felt it we're like we were a little fun. Nim, 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 nim. and we then were, we were like, like let's get it together let's get it together <laughs> fun light love you know we just try to say some words out loud that yeah. try to coax us back up into those higher states but Beautiful. I, I think it's i think it's interesting and i wonder if he talked about it in the book but like that humanity as a whole will vibrate at certain states and if, and if you're ever getting like depressed about mm-hmm. the state of the world just know that like we are on a upward trajectory so far 
Yeah, and also that your consciousness level directly impacts the state of the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember the the world view is if you're at five hundred, you're living a totally different reality than somebody is at like twenty. Yeah, right. It's a totally different reality. Mm. And you can be at any socioeconomic level to inhabit any of these levels. It yeah. Seems. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm kind of curious that I don't see gratitude anywhere in here. I'm not saying he doesn't talk about gratitude, but we've been thinking. I was just Thanksgiving you know thinking a lot about gratitude and how powerful it is and then like we're being reminded of the william blake quote quote that i'm gonna bastardize but basically that gratitude is heaven on earth you know Mm -hmm. the state of gratitude um because there is something about that state that i'm i think of i'm like where is it in the list you know where 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 does that fall (laughs) i feel that gratitude is synonymous with reverence Mm -hmm. yeah it's definitely on here somewhere, just that not as one of the like things. But you know, back in Jesus's day, I think that his humanity as a whole, Hawkins says, we were like vibrating at like a one twenty, yeah, somewhere between fear yeah. and desire. Yeah. We're currently at like two hundred, two ten, crossing the threshold. With especially after the whole COVID thing, mm. that took us from one ninety to one ninety five. Okay. And then after the with the vaccines thing and the, the whole like world Ukraine thing, I think there's a five point jump. But every person, the standard trajectory is you come into a life to to get come got come right. You come higher yeah. into it and then you leave. So a person without the knowledge of that yeah. of that map will gain five points in a whole lifetime. Mm. How many lifetimes till you get to fucking five hundred? Right. Yeah. But with tools like that, that takes you up 15, mm. 20 points. Even something like Om Shanti, 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 65 points. Oh, man. We did the Hare Krishna chant the other day. Bruh. Every time I do that, I'm like, oh, my God, how do I not do this Show, every shout day? Shout out this day. band. Our, our friend's band, Robert Ryan, has a band called Soma. Mm. They do uh, psychedelic cool. kirtan music. Yeah, Dude. they're dope. Yeah, yeah, they it, it, they would Send love a guy like bro. you. It's just five bros all dressed in white playing harmonium and sitars oh, and bass and drum, tons of drums and just doing the kirtans and just in a psychedelic way. And, and like a little punk rock too at little, times. Yeah, a little punk and uh, yeah, just an incredible vibe. And the, the name of the band is Perfect Soma. And uh, we did it. We did it. Uh, if you want to see one of our best episodes, Death by Soma is an old one we did where we talked about Robert Ryan giving us Syrian rue and penis envy mushrooms, which he said was what all the ancient texts call Soma because Syrian rue was sus- so available. suspicion that it was, we don't know for sure. We don't, no one knows what Soma was, but uh, it's been passed down to him and his teachings that that's what it was. So that's Tread what we lightly, took. Tread lightly if you Tread hear that. Tread lightly. Oh if God. you do that, you need a trip sitter. You might need a two to one trip sitter for yeah. the, you know, type of situation it's in, but perfectly named band. And uh, yeah, uh, but, but sitting there and, and sitting in a group of people and you're all, and you're all chanting and, and raising the vibration 15 points you can feel it's it happening powerful. to a room it's powerful you know and it's like i remember when i was a kid i i wasn't like religious but i got dragged to church i always felt better afterwards mm-hmm. and i was like why i i don't understand it didn't solve my family's problems right. but everyone just sang together and said peace be with you and we you know the privilege of saying the lord's name together mm-hmm. and singing these devotional things it I'll it popped us up. up a level. Yeah, so, of course, afterwards, you're feeling good. 
Yeah. Well, it's not, and it's not to pop up a level to be like, look at me, I'm going to like leave this life at a higher level. It's like, no, it's contagious. Like if you're yeah. in gratitude, that's yeah. contagious. If you yeah. go to, if a cop approaches you with animosity and you meet them with love, that's contagious, yeah. you know? Well, so I, I told you the other night, like I hung out with a big group of friends and one of our, another friend of ours, his business failed. And they immediately go into like low vibration, just like ball busting, like, oh, I couldn't keep it going. Oh, what the, uh, I couldn't run a business right. This, uh, I was whack. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This motherfucker just ran a, an iconic business for 15 years. Yeah. I met Cass there. We all fucking partied there. The community gathered there. Like, to keep something like that going with razor thin profit margins the whole time, coming from nothing, had to beg, borrow, and steal to open this place. And he kept it going for 15 years. Like, yeah. we should speak his name with reverence. And they all, right away, just yeah. right on that level. You bring them up. Inst I was one against eight. Yeah. And instead of it just like, fuck you, you hippie, it was yeah. like, everybody was just like, I feel that. Well, because cause I think we get, we're so in a cycle of judgment that when you, it just, it, it permeates every aspect. I judge one thing and then I go and I judge yeah. the next thing. Yes. And it's like, that's why I think partnership can be super helpful because you can kind of, when you're in a place of judgment, it amplifies to a fever pitch really quick. So it's kind of like, then you have to shake it off because it's toxic with each other. Mm, but, yeah. um. It really is easy to just be like, oh, in, in the whatever mindset. But I think people want to love. I know I do when I'm offered the opportunity to be more peaceful or more grateful. Like, I'm, I'm never like, no, fuck you. I'm like, yeah, sorry. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. It's important. Um, it's definitely contagious and everyone is intrinsically looking for that love, whether they're consciously aware of it or not. Um, everybody wants to be peaceful. Everybody yeah. wants to be at peace. Be um, feel accepted. Accepted, yeah. And I think that's like, I think w with the Wadigo, it's like knowing that it's the temptation is to judge and to hate and to see someone doing something that you feel like is unjustified. Not your the opportunity isn't to shame them and to be angry at them. The opportunity is to like love them and to see their pain that's causing them to cause yeah. pain to someone else yeah. compassion yeah that's spiritual growth right there yeah. you know and one of the things that hawkins wrote in his book the map of consciousness which really put it into perspective to me was how one person above 200 impacts the ones below it so one person that's at like the vibration of 400 for example i think that's reason and mm -hmm. joy is equivalent to 70,000 people just wow. on an energetic scale. One person versus 70,000 people that are below 200. We'll talk about why the Beatles affected so many people. Right. Because it wasn't just like oh, a... Man. They were able to break into... like yeah. It started off as like just like love songs towards each other, and that was awakening, but like then it kind of expanded even bigger than that. Um, the message and, and John Lennon with Imagine and different things. Yeah. I think it was time for for that music to come out yeah you know it's just too many coincidences of like you know with timothy leary and mm -hmm. all the stuff the pop culture of the 60s it was they were the first wave was meant to pave the road pretty yeah. much of like love peace Jimi hendrix mm -hmm. john mclaughlin santana like all these different bands that were doing something that was completely out of pocket like before that yeah. they were doing like bebop and jazz and swing and classical music classical music and jazz were like the, the staples back yeah. then and then this this like this young like 
garbage rock and roll sound comes along and these people are like what the fuck do we do with this like, yeah mm-hmm. big cigars and fucking shame in their bags what do we do with all this huh? you know and you have these kids and they're like stop stop going to war stop killing each other and the beautiful thing that many people don't understand is the people that came in the 60s to do all that were the same people that died in the bombings in mm-hmm. japan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they reincarnated that's why they were so against war Mm-hmm. yeah fuck man i was even thinking about that with uh with jfk i was i was going mm-hmm. deep on the jfk assassination like we will we'll never get another beatles and we'll never get another jfk because the powers that be figured out like oh whoa we can't look, let something they did that authentic out there look what they did to you know, JFK. He, jfk yeah. uh had been tortured and captured in world war ii he was against war because he had fucking been through it himself. Yeah. And he was so staunchly against it that he was like, we're pulling out of Vietnam. We're not starting anything new. We're not starting anything in Cuba. And we're actually going to de-escalate with Russia. Yeah. And CIA had to kill this motherfucker over yeah. that. It wasn't profitable. Uh, it wasn't profitable. Talk about no. getting... I. That put me in so much despair. Just like the realization that it's... That we... Ha- I don't know that it's that we can't that there's no leader to save us because it it can't it's not going to happen they, like that. They would, because you see what happens. He's the last person that actually authentically he wasn't a reptilian. There was no there's nobody that will come save us. No, Christ didn't come save us. No, you know like there's nobody that will come save us. It's us that needs to that needs to come forth and be like holy shit. Maybe I'll let my apartment go to a mess. We all have to be, we have to be white blood cells, Mm. you know, and not too many. Like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some sort of analogy because it does feel like our bodies are microcosms. You know, like Israel's doing what they're doing to Palestine and our immune system as a globe gets woken up and the the streets get flooded with people everywhere who are, who are, don't know a Palestinian from a fucking hole in the wall. They don't. They've never been there. They never met any of these people. They're not related to these people, but they're connected to them and they feel their struggle. And that's our natural immune system as humans, is to be like, no, we're not doing that. And thank God we have the internet and we can get the information. Yeah. We can't get bamboozled the way we did with uh, Vietnam and all these other interventionist th- th- situations we've been in at this country. Well, before we get in too deep, I just want to say Larry's going to be here in a couple of minutes, so cool. I just wanted to. Yeah, whatever. Before we, we just do dive into the... But, uh, but... <laughs> got a second Larry here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You, you would love Cheating this on guy. Me. <laughs> you would love this guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, and we, we've been watching some documentaries lately. We, we watch every music documentary that comes out. I don't care who it's nice. about. And you just realize how much, pretty much, like, since the Beatles, it, way before, but, the, like, the Beatles somehow bursted out of it, mm-hmm. but, like... It's been so contrived. What we receive as the public, you know, in terms of music, it, it who it's decided, the trends, the mm. you know, all this mm. stuff, it's all fake. It's all contrived, and we just yeah. get served this like just low, like v- vibrating very low. Yeah. Anything I hear in a grocery store, any popular music that's out today, I'm like, how come nothing hits like it did back then? Mm. And I. I the 60s and 70s hit different it way different hit different it just it it definitely does and i think uh it has to do with with record labels and the way that music reaches us and yeah. again thank god for the internet because you're able to find the artists that are truly authentic and find the new jerry garcia's out there and the new yeah. santanas of the world but the record labels aren't going to be serving them up because they're only going to play ball with people that will play the game with them 
I think. Well, Same they, thing with presidents and the military-industrial complex. You know. Well, the way I see it, these people can play ball with whoever they think they want. Their time is up anyway. Yeah. You know, they yeah. can they can play the presidents can play ball whoever they want to. Their time is coming up. Hell yeah. So is the record labels. Hell yeah. You know, I Dinosaurs think dinosaurs will said, slowly die. Exactly, exactly, or fossilize to be dug up later. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like. Frank Zappa said it best in the 80s when he was like, well, in the 60s, you had a bunch of guys with fat cigars sitting around the room going, looking at the music going, well, I don't know. Well, let's, let's put it out. Let's see. Yes. Yeah. And then nowadays we have all these hip, trendy people that are like curators and like, oh, no, they won't like this. They won't like this. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, it's a algorithmic. It's an algorithm. Yeah, exactly. And the algorithm, it can be changed by consciousness, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 all just a really beautiful like re- re- uh, revelation, I should say, of where we're going with all of this. Because like even with NFTs and like crypto and all these different avenues, there are other ways of doing what you love. Yeah, and being profitable. In it. Mm-hmm. Either you know it works or it doesn't work. Either you trust spirit and the divine order of all these things, or you don't. Mm. you know and that's foundational to an artist in this economy yeah that's the only thing that's going to keep you going because you're going to ride ups and downs and uh some of it 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 can crush most people but if you have a sense of that yeah you'll be fine just gotta enjoy what you do you know Mm -hmm. you just gotta love what you do and you don't want to be i don't want to be the most talented guitar player in the room i want to be the most refined yeah, because mm. yeah. talent is about being the best at something out of all these other people that do the same thing. Refinement is about okay, maybe I gave an extra inch this time. Next yeah. time we'll give half an inch. Or you're you know. competing with your last ghost trial, or what do you call it, Sean? When you're like trying to beat your. I own. always think of that. Yeah, that when time trials in Mario Kart, they'll, they'll put yeah. a little ghost of your last one, and you're trying to like just get around that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's yeah, for my time. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I heard the other day? I can't remember who was saying it, a famous musician. It might have been Stephen Stills or something. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that other people can attest to this, his friends, that you've never really heard Jimi Hendrix play the way he he could play. He would channel God in a chill sesh. And everyone would just be in awe. And it never fully translated to records or live performances. So like... Just and, and he's like, other people can attest to this. It just, yeah. th- there was something different about this guy. And um, it's almost like everybody live, though. I've had that experience where I'm like, fuck, yes. I loved that. Why can't I bottle that, like, bottle yeah. up the live experience? Because I'm yeah. just, I'm so in awe. It's a portal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Portals, you know, the day that we shot with uh, Daniel Fresco at yeah. Washington, that portal was open for three days <sighs> afterwards. Oh I busted there the next day, it was Hell still yeah. open. Mm. And so it's like that, that physical, like all the kinetic, like the atoms and shit coming off of him as he's playing and yeah. in tune, it's the vortex, the, the, what is it called? The, the, the Markaba? no, not the Markaba. It's like a toroidal sphere that's coming out of him and his instrument. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, and you're being in that space, you're feeling it too. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what you guys did to that park that day, and it allowed us to do our thing. The second you guys even started fiddling around and it was going to be clear, like, these people are going to take over the vibe, everyone changed and was open to talking to us. So we were just going up to every motherfucker around there, and it was just like... 
it was like panning for gold. It was yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah, a good yeah. day. It was a really good day. Do you yeah. put your music out on Spotify or anything? Or? I have music on I have music on Spotify. I have a lot of my music on SoundCloud. I have cool. my official song "Bird in the Wind" Ooh. on all platforms. That one's about reincarnation and channeling like a Western rock folk neo folk vibe, whatever the fuck genre you want to put. Cool. Cool. But yeah, it's on all platforms. It's called Bird in the Wind. I'm writing more music now, and yeah. Under what does Bird in the Wind mean? I gotta pee. Hold on. Or um, Birds in the Wind. Yeah, Bird in the Wind. So Bird in the Wind is a song I put like 12 months of my, put like 12 months of like time and production into it. With uh, it was produced by my friend Y of Why Not Show Love, a talented musician as well and artist, but. Uh, yeah, it was my first first professional release in which I like wrote everything out, got the investors to pay for it, uh, put had a plan, you know, wrote everything out, and so it was like it took twelve months of persistent work, and I'm very proud of the way it came out because a lot of that was based on faith. Mm. So I wrote out like this two thousand three thousand dollar budget for this whole thing musicians mm-hmm. space uh art all these things and i i realized i was like well i wonder if i can have other people invest into my art rather than me putting down two thousand dollars for it and slowly but surely it started to come in the two thousand and after the 12 months it reached it and i was like wow i can believe in myself now mm. Yeah, uh, and affirm that people believe. You know, it was just like a milestone of like thought. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, bird in the wind is uh, it's based about around reincarnation and the fact that like we have been on this earth multiple times. Did you come to reincarnation? What was your what did you, religion did you grow up on? So I was I was grown around uh, you know christian and judaism so i'm both i'm oh, circumcised right, okay. cool. and baptized i'm circumcised and uncircumcised that sounds like a song <laughs> right, right. I'm circumcised and uncircumcised <laughs> i'm on the fence but i did uh, but i was never really drawn to religion because i i saw that it was like it i always felt like it was just disempowering and i would look at the people in the churches and i would be like wow well you're kind of throwing all your money and all your hope out the door. Mm. Mm. I wasn't. I, it wasn't. I don't know. There's something about it that didn't didn't call me. I was like, this is this is like the the cream on top of like the rest of the drink. Like what I'm seeing here. Yeah. Right. And so as I grew older and older and older, and I was an atheist for a while and all these different things, just stages. Um, I'd rather be an atheist than a blind believer. Um. And then I, you know, I got to the point where I had several spiritual awakenings and I didn't know who I was and I chopped off all my hair, went to Costa Rica for two or three weeks with uh, one of my teachers and my girlfriend. And it was like, I got to a point where I was just seeing like entities in the dark at night. And I was like, what the fuck? Damn. Yeah. Wow. But it was from then that that's when like I started to really get like spiritual and faith. crazy well we'll we'll leave it at that man yeah. that was fucking awesome thanks Thank for joining so us hey sir peace and love <laughs>